everybody. This is Christian Mendoza, co-host over at the Breathe Podcast again, uh, doing another bonus episode. And today I wanted to talk about a thing called reflection and what it means to me and how uh, I've been able to kind of change my 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 viewpoint on reflection. Uh, so I mentioned that I was in a lock-in drug and mental health facility in the Philippines. And honestly, the place gave me PTSD. Uh, the methods of, of discipline were just over the top, so much so that when I describe it to somebody, they can't relate to it, or it's so emotionally heart-wrenching that people don't like it when I talk about it. And so that topic kind of tends to get shut down. So as a result, when I got back to the Philippines, got back from the Philippines in 2012, I had a really hard time opening up and trusting people. Uh, people knew it was me physically, you know, people that had knew me before. But mentally, they knew that I was going through some trauma and, yeah, that there was something going on internally. And, and one of the things, one of the, the reasons why was because of uh, they had this method called reflection. And uh, what reflection was in that facility, it doesn't really sound tough, does it, right? It sounds easy. But when I told, my, when I told Ceci about it, the licensed marriage and family therapist, you know, that we would spoken about it earlier or the what i interviewed her in a previous episode what she found out she was really interested in what i went what i went through and i started giving her letters and so uh here's one of my letters to her you know uh so so i decided to, to give her this letter and it says here so here it goes so sessie you know there was a treatment you know that we would undergo Depending on the uh, on the resident, you know, some did it more than others. But reflection is where you have to actually sit completely erect, straight back, hands on your knees, and you are not allowed to slouch, cross your legs, or sleep. They took away my sunglasses, or they took away my glasses. I cannot see. They took away my belt, so my pants would fall off, and they put me uh, in the presence of a guard, where I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't rest. I had to just look straight forward. And what's kind of crazy is um, during that facility, this is what they would let you know as it's called reflective status. And what that entails is you're the lowest of the low within the hierarchy of our program or that program. And so what a reflective has to do is sit within three feet of the serenity prayer poster when you're supposed to be thinking of like, you know, what offense did you do or why were you sent to reflection? Then after about three days, you know, uh, this, these are 12 hour days, by the way, I'm talking like nine, nine in the morning to nine at night. And the only time you're allowed to leave is to eat and use the bathroom. And other than that, you're just staring at that wall. And normally the, the, these, these reflect the, the reflections would last three, three days. And then you would have to go to what's called the U-shape process where you go up in front of all the other residents and you have to explain what you learned and why you screwed up. But uh, most people would say, you know, or and, and what's kind of weird is it's almost like a trial in court. And most people would say, oh, you're only sitting, you know, how hard could that be? Well, just try it for 30 minutes. And... You have to keep in mind, too, that I was in the Philippines. So all of us spoiled philams can't even bear to eat breakfast in the Philippines because we can't handle the heat and humidity, right? But here's the worst part. 
this treatment is designed to make you go crazy. You know, having a wall within three feet of your face is very disturbing. I mean, the beads of sweat would drip from the top of your head and irritatingly drip down your neck, your chest, and your arms, and all even down your legs. And one thing I didn't even talk about, or one thing too, is the Philippines has ridiculous bugs. Not just mosquitoes, not just flies. We have multiple species of cockroaches. We got lizards. We got everything. And so during this reflection, you would have to do the mosquito slap or wipe wipe uh, sweat off your face. Because when you're reflecting, we were not in an air-conditioned place. And yeah, it was, it was just really grueling. And yeah, it, it really ate me up. But towards the end of my stay there, I actually totaled a month... A month and a half of reflection. Could you imagine that? 45 days of staring at a wall, three feet of your face, completely erect, having a look at the serenity prayer. And the longest time I've ever had to reflect was six to seven days in a row. And now you're like, oh, wow, man, you must have done something really bad to get six or seven days in a row of reflection, right? But I got six to seven days of reflection for telling somebody to not talk to me. And when you go to extremes like that, you could kind of wonder why I had PTSD and why I didn't trust people when I would come out because it usually, it usually dealt with me having to deal with some crazy pain. And so uh, it got to the point that I actually was starting to like reflection because uh, during the end of my program and during the end of my stay there, they had me doing so many things that yeah it was actually a welcome break and and to tell you the truth i i mean this place is a drug and mental health facility we had people there that were schizophrenic and i actually be able i actually began to understand the mindset of those with schizophrenia it's their reality is so bad that they have to go into their imagination and create a whole different complete reality now the benefit that I had, you know, I was kind of doing the same thing too, but the benefit that I have and most and most people that don't have schizophrenia as have is we can snap back, but they can't. And that's the unfortunate thing. Um, you know, one of the residents was uh, receiving medication for a while and he stopped getting it from his family because they just didn't want to pay for it anymore. You know, and these residents, you know, talk to themselves in a way of mentally coping for their reality. And this is when I started to kind of do the same. Uh, I became familiar with the process and I would start daydreaming of where I'd go to eat, you know? Well, what I do when I first got home, and that's kind of when I was like, man, I'm on an In-N-Out double-double and a carne asada burrito. And I just start to visualize what it would be like when I finally finished my stay at that place. And I had to train my brain to think this way in order to deal with my reality. And I somehow turned hell into paradise. And luckily for me, I, I can't snap back, you know, when p- people with schizophrenia can't. And towards the last six months, you know, I, I learned how to strategically daydream in order to get myself through it. Uh, you know, uh, Ceci, like we already mentioned her earlier, you know, she was talking about soul retrieval, you know, in, in her episode. And I didn't actually know that there was a term for one of the main reasons why I paint. And it's healing and altering my brain chemistry. You know, over lockdown, I was in a in an emotional funk. And so 
I started to draw a plant, a ZZ plant, actually. Uh, it's a tropical plant. And as I progressed and I started to draw the same plant floor and mirror scenario, but I kept doing other ones smaller and smaller and smaller until there was like seven or eight of them. And it was supposed to simulate the fact that every day seemed the same, if not worse. And is this ever going to end? And I painted, I painted this probably the last early November uh, before the podcast season even started, you know, trying to release from depression due to someone I had knew, you know, who had committed suicide as an, you know, who had committed suicide. So I made this painting as an emotional release to God, you know, to give it all to him. Then God kind of allowed me to have this avenue of expression, you know, the podcast, the painting, uh, the church being able to put my paintings up on the wall and have it associated with them and have them associated with peace. It allowed me to release all my negative emotions of what was called reflection at that facility. But only after I had dealt with this this negative situation in a positive manner uh, that God allowed me to do that. And what's really cool is this reflection painting, it, it hangs in the foyer of my church now. And painting and introspection is... It's, it's how I retrieve my soul. And so until the next bonus episodes, I'll, I'll be going in depth as, as to why I paint self-portraits and how it's become vital to my healing process. And yeah, you're going you're gonna to learn what a haircut is the next time we talk. And so if you think about reflection, right, and what it meant to me when I was at that facility, imagine what a haircut is. But now... I've kind of changed my brain chemistry and my alterations to make reflection a positive thing. Because in the outside world, that's where I, that's where I had unity with the church. And I was able to get a lot of people on my back that were on my side that actually saw things the way I saw it. And they actually had my back and they've been, uh, they've been basically uh, encouraging me all this whole way. So yeah, I'd like to say thanks, Breathe Family, for all of that. And yeah, this is Christian Mendoza, uh, co-host over at The Breathe. And yeah, I'll be seeing you for our next bonus episode. Bye.